Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome Wow Why do I say what? Hold on, let me try again Because this is actually a it's, special occasion, isn't it? This is really, this feels really like bells and whistles kind of vibes Yeah, we're face to face on the wall for now In In the Spotify studio Yeah and it feels um, very serious all of a sudden. I'll tell you why it's serious, Tom, because we're supposed to start 40 minutes ago. <laughs> You're right. So, okay. so, full disclosure, I was here at 10 to 12 because we're due to start at 12. Mm-hmm. Um, JT was here at 5 to 12. Yeah. And then I text you just before JT arrived saying, How far away are you? Um, and you said, About five minutes, my G. And you rocked up two minutes ago, absolutely fucking furious. So, right. I'm going to clear a few things up here because I'm kind of coming into this one hot and seething. Hot as in enraged through my soul, but also hot, sweaty ass, sweaty back, because I've been running around London. On the text that we got sent, right, there was a link that you could click, and it said Robert Street, yeah, right? Which is where we are. Yeah, but there's two... Ro- I didn't know there was more than one... I think I thought the rules were of a town that you only... The town s- of London, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> London See, Town. Yeah. The town of London yeah. only has one of each street name. Is yeah, that what you that's, believe? Yeah. That's what you believe. I genuinely thought that was the case. Okay. It's insane otherwise. Like, genuinely, that's like, well, I, I don't even know what all this is for if we have, like, multiply named other streets. Like, there's so many different things you could call streets. So I thought, oh, there's only one Robert Street. So I ended up in the middle of, like, quite a rough housing estate, trying to call you, your phone was off. Well, it's because I was downstairs in the studio. Yeah, well, you're not great at all, that's all but Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, emergency-wise, I was like, I need to call Rom. JT didn't answer, obviously, also, because he was here. Yeah. So I called Flo. She sort of told me that I got the wrong place. And then I'm hustling in a black cab, trying to get across London. Mm. I mean, what was... why? Where have, are you... Where are and you? also, by the, by the way, you've got two Robert Streets, both in West London. Right. They're not, it's not even like one's in east and one's in oh, north. No. And, the not, and the thing is, I can imagine how frustrating it is because we all got the same information and none of us made it here on time. So, no. it's, it, obviously there's a problem there, do you know what I mean? Right, which bit of the address did you look at? I, I looked at, like, there's, there's, basically, we got sent, the email that we got sent, to which you replied by the... By the way, the, you are flexing hard when you're texting now. I'm not flexing hard. You, got some, you look so good right now. Right, listen... You well, nice. I, let me let me get this right because I need to get this up because basically the email to which you replied great stuff exciting <laughs> right has the full address it's the Adelphi building the best entrance is wh- whatever does it say at the top of it tw- right yeah and it's also got a photograph <laughs> of the area well I was looking at the WhatsApp message we got sent which what? has the same information, but there's a little bit that's underlined that says Robert Street. Right. So I just clicked so just, on that. Yeah, but when it, they underline something, they don't mean that's the only thing you should pay attention to and ignore everything else in the That's email. all I ever do. 
Like, well, they, well, well, you're half an hour late, aren't you? Well, so maybe or, you should change well, your activities. Uh, yeah, maybe now I'll have a look at them, mate. But up until now, I thought if something's underlined, by word, by God, I, that under, is the no, thing listen, that's the most important. No, listen, underline means the most important. Underline doesn't mean that's the only thing you should fucking read. Right, if I was to send you a letter, right, and yeah. it was to say... Um, Oh, Ramesh, uh, really, really enjoyed the podcast today. I thought you looked amazing in your grey T-shirt and your uh, green combat. Uh, lovely chatting to you about life. Uh, also, I love you, and that was underlined. What have I done there? What do you mean, I, what have you done there? I've underlined the most important bit of the, the yeah, whole week. But then if somebody then said to me, did they comment on your outfit? No. No, they didn't. They just said, I love you. It's a weird email. No, no. That's what, that's what you did. Okay, right, here right? we go. Right, no, right. Okay, that maybe wasn't a good example. Here's one for you. Right, okay. Uh, you send in, like, in the war, right? Yeah. And they're going, oh, the army must come out of the trenches uh, and run towards the enemy, um, start shooting bullets and stuff, right? Uh, this action... Did you, you used to be in the military, didn't you? <laughs> this action has to take place underlined at 4.35. Yeah. So and then somebody goes, what did the memo say? It just said 435. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, they underlined that bit. I ignored everything else. What my point We're is supposed to attack. I know. But what am I supposed to do? They underlined at 435. My point is this. I've got right? no idea what I'm supposed to do at that time. Robert That's the only Street, bit of information in, in my, there. In my mind's eye, Robert Shute was the most important bit of information. It was, yes, the most important bit. Not the only By bit. By the way, this is even number 20. It's, it doesn't even need a Tom, number. everybody else involved in this record has made it here on time, right? I will say this now. Okay. I there's not many times I ever dip my toe into politics, right? I will say it now. I'm seriously thinking about writing to the mayor of London and saying we need just one. What are you going to say, dear mayor of London? Just so you know, I had no idea there was more than one street with the same name. It made me half an hour late for a podcast record. Can you change it? Underlined. Yeah. No, I'll be underlining. It what made me half an hour yeah. late. And then he'll reply, Tom. What were you half an hour late for? I've got, I've got, I, I don't, I'm not really My sure the context. This, like, this could be called Sebastian Avenue. Right. It's right. not an avenue though, is it? Well, what's the difference between an avenue and street and well, Avenue sort of, to me, implies kind of like narrower. I don't know, is that an actual thing? I don't know. Right. Okay, it could be called Sebastian Street. Okay. Or Clement Street. Right. Or even oh. if you're running out of names, you just call it, I don't know, Grey, Grey Street. Or you don't think there's a grey street in London? No, what I'm saying is if there isn't, by God, mate, call it this one. We're in a real situation here, We're mate. We're not in a real situation, Tom. Everybody else turned up all right. Yeah, but how many people in the world's population... I'd love to get, love to get one of our polls on this. Uh, <laughs> how many people yeah. have had this problem in society? It really... I mean, if I, if, I, if I was still scaffolding or working on sites, I'd be calling Talk Radio about this. Yeah, and then they go, um, do you, have you done the psych check on this guy? Because he sounds like an absolute fucking idiot. I don't think we should put him straight through to the studio. So you turn up. Here's a text that I got from you this morning. Um, how are you close? This was at 5 to 12. Yeah. About 5G. Bro, I've clicked on the link. I'm on a housing estate. <laughs> Went to the wrong Robert Street. Then I get a text from Flo saying he's in a black cab. How far are you? About 10 minutes. Okay. Honestly livid. Who are you livid with? Myself. And right. also like the, the town planner of London. The road. Who was putting, like, I've got to say, I'm going to go back to it. I don't want to throw this person under a bus. But whoever was in charge of naming roads, it's like they literally come out with like, I don't know, 150 names. and went, I'll oh, just use them again. 
what, like, should we replicate them sort of in different areas? No, no, no. We've got Robert Street in West London. That's ah, fuck it. Are you under the impression that one person is responsible for naming all the streets in the entirety How of London? How many people does it need? That's probably the mistake. There's so many people doing it. Like, there doesn't seem like there's been anyone sitting down and going, what, well, where's the roadmap? Even the, I'll tell you what, the cab driver on the way over, he went, it's insane, mate. Did he really? Yeah. Well, that, that, there we go. That's a f now. What I don't mind, I don't mind having a discussion with you. What I do mind is if you just make up shit. <laughs> no, There's I, no way the cab driver said to you, "It's insane, mate." What was he talking about? I got into the Did car. Did you say this is how I read right, an email? I'm and he went, do, That's I'll do, insane, I'll do mate. exactly the thing. Right? Okay, fine. I on. put my hand up. One cab driver, because uh, he hasn't got his light on, he like he's like shaking his head, and I went like, "No, the one behind you, right?" So another cab was following. <laughs> Behind Why are you him. going into this level of data? Behind him, he turned up, he pulled over. Yeah. I said, mate, Robert Street, as quick as you can. And he said, there's Robert Streets there. I went, the other Robert Street, there's another Robert Street. He went, the one with the Adelphi building. I said, I need to go to the Adelphi building. I get in the cab, I close the door. And he went, oh, so you went to the wrong Robert Street. I went, well, I didn't know there was more than one Robert Street in London. I, do you know what? The, the, the honest truth is, I don't know if you're out of breath because you're doing the acting thing or if you're actually out of breath because you're so into this story. No, no, no. I was out of breath. This is, I'm right. doing the exact acting. Okay. He went, get your breath. <laughs> Take a minute. Yeah. He went, there's, there's, there's a couple of Robert Streets in London. Right. And I said, this is a fucking mad thing because obviously I've come to the wrong one. Yeah. And he went, it's insane, isn't it, mate? Yeah. You know what he's trying to do? Get a tip. That's the other thing. Because the truth is, if if it, if, he, if his tip wasn't dependent on how you felt about him, he would have gone, oh, sorry, mate, I didn't realise you were a complete and utter fucking twat. <laughs> Can I just say as well, actually, just add it, just, 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 why now, right? Have you noticed the new, uh, where you're paying for things on your phone, right? The the dabbers or whatever, you know, where you touch them. Apple Pay or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Everything now is a tip. What do you mean? Add gravity on every little thing. There's all like the first thing that comes up on every 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 transaction you make now is add gravity. Add gravity. Yeah, not gravity. <laughs> Gratuity. So, what's the downfall in the case of changing all the road names? Uh, the guy didn't know the difference between gravity and gratuity. <laughs> Seems um, like a pretty sound chap. Uh, let's get him in for a meeting. <laughs> uh, that, that's the one, that's a bugbear. Well, it's good to have you here. Um, yeah. how, how have you been? Good, good. How do you feel about us doing it face to face? I, I love it. I already feel the energy's pretty. I mean, obviously, I'm late, but um, yeah, the energy's nice. It's nice to be in the same place, room as you. You look good. Um, wearing the Apple Watch. Oh, wow, that's a nice strap. That's a really nice Apple strap. Yeah. You look, you, you, I don't know if I like being face to face with you. I like it. No, you look good. Yeah, it's like, I've got to say, right, alpha wise, you certainly have like alphaed up a lot. What do you mean? You, you've like, got an alpha like vibe about you i think like i wouldn't say that you're like when we first started the podcast um who was you know um in lion king who is like the the bird character 
who used to sort of was trying to get um oh um I can't remember, but I know you Simba and all Played that sort of yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had that sort of vibe to you in a way, right? Now, like you've got a Simba vibe. Like you, the man who would be king, or the couple who would be king. It's who a, are you in this story? Uh, I don't know. I think my part varies. Sometimes mm. I'm a scar, I think, a little bit of scar in me. Sometimes I'm a mixture of the two Wallies that he meets in the in the oh woods. i do think you've got definitely you've got a timon and pumba yeah yeah, yeah. that's in timber me. yeah yeah i've got that sort of lurking about yeah. but what's nice is your sort of journey for me watching your journey from zazu that, zazu yeah from zazu going oh god oh god i've got to keep this whole bloody thing together to like i am the young king it's like it's okay. quite a cool. This is like, <laughs> what the? No, it's like, it's quite an elongated absolute slam. This. And it's, it's it's yet another example of my absolute fury at people thinking you're the nice one on this podcast. I am the nice guy. That's an amazing compliment. If I was to say that at your bloody wedding as a best man and turn around and go, oh, the, oh, if you said at the beginning of this, I thought it was Zazu. No, I was. I'd say life is a funny way, friends, of moving on. And people evolve. I'm sure you will remember Ramesh when he was a bit more like Zazu from our favourite story of the Lion King. Why do you keep saying it like Yazu? What do you it's, it's Zazu. 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 Oh, let's not do this again. It's just like. Right. And then everyone would like laugh a little bit. I was like, but I'm sure now you can see in his eyes and within his soul that what we have on our hands here is the cup who would be king. Ramesh has become a Simba. You would say that at a wedding in front of friends and family, would you? That terrible, terrible speech. I think it's a nice, it's a nice thing to say mm. about someone. If you said that about me, I'd probably fucking be teared up. Yeah. I'd stand up, give you a hug, and just say, "Bloody hell, that's why he's the best man, mate." Thanks, mate. Um, actually, just off the back of what we've just been talking about, yeah, we got an email in mm -hmm. from somebody that actually, this is you're going to love this, right? I'm not going to read it in detail because it's quite a long email, but the long and the short of it is this. Um, somebody that worked on King Gary doing the COVID tests, right, right, came to our house, came to our respective houses. Yeah. Do you remember I did a COVID test live on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy emailed in. Yeah. And he's just so, it's actually made me reflect on my own. Really? What I'm like as a person. Oh, God. Right, okay. So there's a knock on the door. Yeah. We're in the middle of doing the podcast. Yeah. I go out to the front door. Yeah. I open... I don't know I'm going to this level of detail. I open the door, take the COVID test, I come inside. I do the test on the podcast, give it back to him. He's emailed in to say that my interaction with him on the doorstep was actually quite disappointing. Oh, really? Yeah, like he said, I was, I was sort of... He didn't say I was rude, but he said I was like very functional, kind of quite straight face. He's wearing a hip-hop T-shirt. He was hoping I was going to comment on it. And I was just like... And then he said he listened to the podcast... And I was all like laughing and joking the podcast. Oh, wow. So he's he's seen me kind of be a prick, not a prick. He didn't say prick. I don't want to like put too much stank on it. Yeah. But he's seen me be a bit like perfunctory at the whoa, door. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just like to... a bit like you know, just yeah, functional, transactional. Yeah, transactional. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Um, like gravity. Such a f well done. Well, you said gravity instead of gratuity. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like you need a pat on the head because <laughs> vocab wise, your self esteem's low. <laughs> Forgive me for trying to lift you up. Obviously, I'm the prick. <laughs> okay, carry on, my friend. Carry on. And then he said that he came to give you a COVID test yeah. a week later and you were absolute sunlight and joy. 
as is my way. Yeah, but it's made me think that the way I come across is like... I don't think you have that. Can well, I just well, somebody's say... Somebody's emailed in to say specifically <laughs> that, Tom. So I think I probably do. No, can, you, can I just actually add something to something just to make you feel better about stuff? Yeah. I had an outlandish amount of messages from people who saw you yesterday when you were out gigging mm. saying how sexy and hot you looked. Like, if anything, you've got to be careful because now you're becoming sexy, you might become more sort of wanton in your way. Wanton? <laughs> that means like, yeah, like sort of like, hmm, what do you think? Is that what wanton means? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Let's look this up. I think wanton is... Hold on, let me look this up. Wanton definition. Sexually unrestrained. <laughs> or having many casual sexual relationships. <laughs> I always thought it was like sort of snubbish and quite sort right. of like... Well, I hope you've not been using that freely. <laughs> I've always thought that. I hope you've not said to Catherine, God, you're looking a bit wanton today. <laughs> No, but I've always thought it means... Yeah, yeah. well, it doesn't. Okay, well, yeah, so now you're getting hotter and people are commenting on that. You might become more... I'm not getting hotter. You are. You look incredible. Like, and, and people are genuinely, look, I think, like, take that on the chin with that email, but also take can, this... Can I just say to that guy, I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah. I, I, but, like, the thing is, is that I, I am... Um, I'm not good in those situations. Do you in know what I mean? sense? Like, like, I just sort of... I, like he said, he didn't say I was rude, but he said like you were just uh, yeah, like we said, transactional. I need to be a bit better. I mean, I actually think I need to be more like you. Wow, <laughs> that's an amazing thing. To oh, say. The way you accepted that was disgusting. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> no, but you responded to that. No, in a way, right? You know what we could do here? Yeah. Have you on. ever seen what's the um, film with Michael Caine and, when he's a teacher, and he's got the the girl who's from a rough background but she's actually quite clever no i do i can't remember the name of it okay it's like educating rita or something like that educating is it educating rita? i think it is called okay, educating right, right go on. in a way right you are the bookish teacher right yeah and i'm like sort of like the rough diamond you're teaching me words why every time you give an example of me it's always bookish <laughs> yeah it is no but right, you're, just in the last yeah. in the last 10 minutes you compare me to zazu and now I'm the right. bookish teacher in right. Educating Rita. And you're Rita, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right. I'm like this rough diamond who comes into you, right? And you're like, I don't know. This is it... much more about what you, how you see yourself than it is how you see me, below. But I, anyway, yeah, you're like, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. So you start teaching me words and elocution and stuff. Yeah. And in the meantime, what you learn from me is how to be more sort of like relaxed and full of fun and sort of, you know, we probably, in the, if it was like we were making a film, we'd go to the fair one day and you're like, I'm not going to, Bloody on a big wheel. And I go, bloody hell, it's going to be the funniest moment of your life. Live a little. Mm. And then we, we get on the big wheel and have an absolute stormer. Mm. And then at the end of the movie, I've learned le like words and you're like in the class having a laugh with everyone. Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't know how quickly we'll get funding for that. <laughs> a great pitch though. We, we often talked about what film we might do together and it's good to have a list of things we definitely would never ever do. <laughs> That feels like that would be the sort of eighth movie. I don't know what visually that would look like. You come in as, and I'm your teacher. And you just no, teach. obviously it would be like, I couldn't play a kid now. Right. So it would like, probably be like an adult training centre or something. Right. And I'm like, so I mean, I haven't written the whole film. No. Because I'm having to spitball now. Yeah. But I'd say that I'd probably come in. Also in the class, there'd be another array of characters. Or sort of, some of them are funny and some of them quite serious. 
but I'm the one who gets your eye. Right. Gets yeah. my eye? Yeah, like, no, you're like... You've got a bit of a spark about it. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, yes. And, like, it'll be a scene when you go home and sort of, like, you'd be sitting there and you sort of probably say to your flatmate, <coughs> oh, bloody hell, you know what? There was a kid in class today who was really, really inspired. Oh, he really lit a fire inside of me. And your flatmate would be like, That oh. feels quite on the nose for the dialogue, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think something like that could be quite right, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we were just fucking about. It could be an amazing film yeah, about yeah. life. Yeah. So, yeah. which Educating Rita has done already, and I think there was a remake of that. Mm. Uh, you did a festival gig last night, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, Newport. It was a lot of fun actually. Talk me through your day. Um, what happened? Well, Why I, were you doing a festival gig, by the way? I just need the money. Um, <laughs> so Catherine went out with some friends mm. and family. She went out uh, to, uh, to the theatre uh, matinee. So I had Grace. Um, by the way, Grace, uh, she's, so she's having fell on tantrums quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Started walking. Um, but yesterday, do you know what she insisted on doing? What? She watched all of the F1. What? I don't... We were watching you on Sunday brunch. We've got, you know... <laughs> well, let's talk about that, actually. Let's talk about that, because... Well, me and Grace sat down to watch you on sure. Sunday brunch. Sure, Not that all I did was watch TV, but it was on in the no, room. No. but... So I am arriving... At, I text you, and yeah. I go, on my way to do Sunday brunch, right? Yeah. And then you go, I'm going to watch... I'm going to watch that, okay? Yeah. Fine, that makes I me... I mean, you did actually text me and say, you're not going to watch the whole thing, are you? And I said, I'm going to try to. No, you didn't say I'm going to try to. <laughs> You said, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Then, while I'm in the studio, sort of drinking uh, drinking from the Sunday... By the way, can I say you came across really well? Thank you. So, basically, what happened was, I was my interview is quite late on in the show. So, how it works is, um, you kind of watch everyone else get yeah, interviewed yeah. and, yeah. you know, you're sort of... But, you know, going, the later you're this on... This is nice. The later on you're on the show, the better. I don't think that's true, actually. I think, I think it it's the I've, opposite. I've, really? I've always been late on, so that's great. Well, I just... Because, like, people tend to, to change the channel, don't they? I've, as the show goes on. I've always... They've always told me, and this might be them sort of like... Yeah. The I people, imagine Flo's told them to tell you this. So <laughs> what, what have they told tune, they, That they tune in later. Right. And that's the better place to be to push right, stuff. Okay. Yeah. That might be why no one watch King Gary or The Curse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you text me and you said... Well, look, I don't need to read the text out, but yeah, essentially right. what you did was you gave me a blow-by-blow blow commentary yeah. of how everything was going down, yeah. how the interviews were. Mm -hmm. Every single time I looked at my phone, there was a new text from you sort of telling me what you thought about the... By the way, can I just say something? Yeah. I don't know if you've got this yet. I've sort of become obsessed with, since we've had the text stuff, of texting you quite a lot, just one-line texts. Just I've not noticed it. Yeah, no, no, I've tried to do that. I've tried Why? To, just because I sort of like think it... Look, I sometimes think of it, it's like we're in a couple, we're in a relationship, it's nice to keep things, like an energy between us. Oh my God, you do. <laughs> so I just think like, you know. Do you know what the sad thing is? I was trying to give an example, but everything you said is either so inappropriate or being dickish about somebody else. I can't read any of these out on the podcast. <laughs> Let me see. Oh God! This is, every single one of these is <laughs> unreadable. Um, let me have a look. Oh God! 
Honestly, Matt, you need to start sending some stuff that isn't poisonous. <laughs> um, oh, God. Honestly, there's nothing here I can read. <laughs> That's the genius. Let me see it, if right? I can find... Uh... Oh, this one, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Next line, bro. That's that's a single text, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next text can be a slog. <laughs> anyway, I can't read the next bit. Anyway, there's so many that it's embarrassing. Why are you doing that? No, because it keeps the spicing, like you know, because then sort of, because then you get the little dots, right? So you're like, bloody, what's he going to say next? No, so, I don't do that. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. so we're getting a blow-by-blow blow account of what Tom thinks of Sunday brunch. Yeah. I go on and do my interview quite late on in the show. Yeah. I come off, I think I wonder what Tom said about that, and then I receive a text message. I would say half an hour after that, going, how was the interview? I went out. <laughs> so now we're discovering you didn't even go out. You changed channel no, to the F1. No, 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 no. So this is what happened, okay. okay. I was watching Sunday brunch, uh, and then Catherine's gone out, I took Grace out for a walk. She wanted, I had to get out of the house. You, you must know that. Toddlers, there's a time when you're like, right, let's get us both out of the house because otherwise we might not have a house left. She was like in destruction mode. She then has a nap. How do you, how do you respond to Grace having a tantrum? I try and reason with her. Okay. Laugh give me, her. Can you give me an example of how that would uh, So she's like throwing stuff around, throwing her feces at the wall or whatever. What do you do? <laughs> So sort of leave her, sort of just try and like just have a little bit of a gentle laugh. Sometimes I'll sing to her because it. What... Tom, Tom, you're not giving me what I want here. Okay. What do you want? I need you to actually tell me what you do. Yeah, so I'll go twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I. And sometimes she'll just stare at me with rage in her eyes. Mm. Still. Uh, so then I sometimes have to tickle her feet, or I turn it into a game. So I'll pretend I'm sleeping, and then she just jumps on me. Yeah. And wrestles me. I used uh, to tell Lisa that I was pretending I was sleeping with the kids as well. <laughs> did you sleep? Did you sleep on watch? Uh, when they were really like babies, I did. There's no, yeah. But as soon as they're mobile, you can't because no. you leave them unattended for 20 seconds, they could kill themselves. You know? Or just smash up something. Yeah. And literally at the moment, like, she nothing we've brought her she wants. Mm. She wants anything that's sort of like. Yeah, she shouldn't have. Mm. And then, and I'm slightly worried now. She's got a little bit obsessed with her, um, her little screen, her little f tablet thing, right? Because you give it to her every now and again. And now she'll sit there and she like this morning. She wanted we, me and Catherine were all having breakfast, the three of us, and she was sitting there and she wanted to watch uh, Peter Rabbit. And I was like, you can't watch it. Why? Still, because we're eating together, and I don't want it to become a thing that every meal time <clears throat> she's got a screen. Yeah. And the the absolute. Like the riot that she Weetabix, I mean, Weetabix, by the way, can fuck itself. What's that? Why? Because it, mate, a kid throws Weetabix, you might, it's like they, you've, you can't, you, they can't make a cereal that isn't suitable for throwing. Okay. <laughs> Is, that's not their They fault. haven't got to make it like it's cement. Yeah. Once it's got milk on, you could literally build a house with yeah. Weetabix. Yeah. Fair sure. credit to it. Yeah. Take my hat off. Well done, my friend. But it is an absolute nightmare. And it's one of them. It's, it's probably her favourite cereal at the moment. Right. I'm trying to get her into other stuff. Yeah. So Grace's favourite cereal can go fuck itself. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I, I'm at the moment trying to wean her onto Shreddies. Right. Which aren't much better. If I'm honest with you, I'd love to just have Frosties. You'd love her to just have Frosties. Yeah, because Frosties they don't stick. Right. Yeah. You know? You're not getting Frosties on a pair of trainers and having to throw a pair of trainers. You're out. encouraging your, your. You want to move Grace onto Frosties. 
I'm just saying it Frosty's yeah, coming Yeah you're going in direct or the complete exact opposite direction of every other parent No no I'm just saying that I do not want to be in a place where we because she's getting more and more volatile with the Weetabix so I've got three or four tops now that's been completely ruined by Weetabix so what are you adding to the Weetabix? Ribena? Milk. <laughs> Milk. Yeah, but you just wash it off, don't no, you? It gets stuck into the, the fine fabrics. Are you wearing, like, what are you wearing, nylon? <laughs> no, what are you, you talking about? Like, have you ever got top... Weet... Yes, I have. You... If you're wearing that top now and you've got Weetabix on it, it just wash straight out. Yeah, sometimes it does. There's been a couple of times where I've gone, oh, man, and noticed that the Weetabix has got into the fibres. Mate, if there was ever a crime used and Weetabix was on someone's foot, crime solved. In what way? Well, talk me through. No, talk me through that. How how is the crime solved? Well, they just probably look at the thing and go, "Hold oh, up, look, <laughs> we can make it the scene." Yeah. Right. Oh, there's actually a perfect imprint of the person's foot and fingerprints in the Weetabix. Fingerprints in the Weetabix. Yeah, because it sort of holds like a mold shape. I mean, I've never looked into it, but I reckon you could. Wow, bro, fucking DNA's everywhere on this Weetabix. Have you done mushrooms before you come on this podcast? <laughs> no. I haven't eaten. I don't even think you don't believe what you're saying. The Weetabix thing, I do believe. I'm now regressing and sort of like pushing back on the. uh, The Frosties. No, 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 no. I'm still with the Frosties. No, not every day. I'm saying mix it up a bit. But Weetabix, at the moment, with her temper, Weetabix isn't necessarily. What are you trying to do to calm her temper down? Welcome to Parenting Hell, uh, the diet (laughs) version, by the way. Yeah, go on. Uh, Chilling with her, trying to have a joke with her. Yeah distracting her when she gets annoyed. So this is what happened. So we get in, she has a nap. I was generally very regretful that I didn't watch your interview. I was looking forward to it. But at the time, I had to get out of the house with her. So then the F1 comes on. So when she comes up from her nap, comes like wakes up from her nap, uh, we sit down and the F1's on. I think, oh, she'll want to change the channel to a cartoon. So I go to put Bluey on. Shout out, by the way. You know, um, one of the art directors from Bluey listens to this. Oh, really? Sent me a lovely message. What did they say? Just how much they enjoy the podcast. So Why do I not get these messages? Probably because, I don't know. I think you probably do, you just don't look. I've actually narrated a Bluey story for YouTube. <laughs> well, yeah. So, But I haven't got a... Yeah, well, it was a lovely message and it really meant a lot to I me. I really am a prick. I, I do think I, I must be giving off this... <laughs> I, it's making me want to reevaluate my whole demeanour. I think you're just being more affable. I think I need to be more sunshiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all my fault. I mean, it's my face doesn't help. Yeah, like but if you just I, look, like your neutral face, like as you're sitting there, well, you just look so like. Yeah, but then that has its own problems. Like what? Sometimes people think I'm a lot happier than I actually am. Right. That, and sometimes I'm actually a bit miffed off. Yeah. And like people would just go, "Hey, you know, yeah." And it, like on the way on the run over here, yeah. When I knew I was lost, bloke comes walking past me. Oh, hey, King Gary, how you doing, boy? And I was like, "Yeah, all right." And he went. <laughs> I just laugh like we were having a laugh together, and at the time I was felt like just holding him and crying because I was so fucking disappointed with myself. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, then we watched F one, right? Yeah, um, she was obsessed with the cars. Do you so. not think you should be putting your foot down a bit more though? Oh, she's not even two yet. I mean, what age did you start becoming dis- like a disciplinarian? No, I've not become. A, I'm still not a disciplinarian. <laughs> what time did Lisa sort of like start? No, no, no. well. I would say Lisa's the, the harshest one out of the two. Of us. Really? Yeah. I would. I, I'm a bit like Robin Williams' character in Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> except with more cross-dressing. <laughs> like, like in terms of like you know. Yeah, it, you're doing the fun stuff. You're playing the FIFA. You're rapping with them and stuff. I'm not rapping with them. No, I did, no, I did I do it the other day for a thing. But anyway, it doesn't matter. And then like doing your 
you know, I don't know, dancing around and stuff. <laughs> like, I know, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine you'd be fun to be yeah, around. Like, I think if Leisha and I got divorced, we were already in the roles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I sort of rock up occasionally and throw a party. Lisa's actually doing the hard stuff. Although, what the kids do say is that um, although I'm sort of more lenient, yeah. I do put... When I do lose it, they get very upset. I say lose it. I never really lose my temper. But so if, how? What's the octave of like sounds that you go up to for? I don't. I don't ever shout. Ever. So, like, which is good. Yeah. Um. But like, how? Like, for example, like, I'm Thea. I come home from school. Yeah. Not really feeling it. I'm like, ah, oh, and I leave my trainers like on the sofa. Um. I don't know. Like, eat probably some of your favourite snacks or something, and then like, I'm, oh, you know, and I. I don't know, do something else. How long have you been working in improv? <laughs> then I turn to you and I'm like... Your imagination is just... <laughs> and I just turn around to you and I'm like, oh, Dad, like, oh, Dad, you're such an idiot. What would be your response to that? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him um, eating my snacks. Right. Uh, probably. I mean, he, he wouldn't leave his trainers on the sofa, but let's just see him he has done. Right. So he comes in and says, Dad, why are you such an idiot? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, like, you be him. Yeah. Okay. Dad, why are you such an idiot? Why are you saying that? I don't know, because you just do idiot-y things. Like what? Well, the other day, like, when you were getting out of the car, like, you caught your jacket in it, and everyone at school saw it, and everyone was laughing at you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond in this role play to shit you're just making up. <laughs> well, no, that could happen. Yeah, but it didn't happen. Okay, fine. Um... Well, look, mate, I'm sorry that you think that. I mean, that doesn't make me an idiot, does it? Because my jacket got caught. I didn't yeah, do it deliberately. Then your trousers fell down. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, like, this work. Well, okay. Dad, why are you such an idiot? What, what do you mean? The other day, you wore different socks when you dropped, dropped me off at school. Why does that, how does that make me an idiot? I was in a rush to get you to school. Yeah, you were in a rush. But then everyone was going around saying, Theo's dad wears odd socks. Okay, that's not the, in terms of slams, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying really hard to sort of find some. Okay, Theo, the teacher calls the house. Okay, fine. And goes, hi, is that Mr. Rang and Nathan? Yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're wearing matching socks today. Um, anyway, that's not well, what, what I mean. What does that mean? The other day, you were at school, a lot of the kids were right, saying okay. you were wearing. Yeah. Um, anyhow. Uh, there's an incident at school today. Okay, what happened? Uh, Theo pushed one of the teachers down the stairs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. Right, okay. We're not um, sure if it was on purpose, it was an accident, there was a couple of them involved. Um, but yeah, uh, now we've sort of had a little chat with Theo. When did this happen? Uh, it happened at uh, lunchtime. How come you voted to the end of the day to call me to tell me about <laughs> well, it? Well, the teacher was being very, very quiet about it. We knew something was up. Are they all right? Yeah, yeah, they've twisted their ankle and they've got a bit of a bruised knee. Do you, um, do you know what... I mean, look, first of all, can I just apologise for... I, I mean, fine, we'll yeah. be having a serious word with Theo. But well, yeah, I mean... What, what, what steps will you, the school be taking? Uh, well, you know what? The teacher is a bit annoying at times um, and we realised that. Uh, what, what is this role play? <laughs> But we, we, we actually, because you used to be a teacher, we want to think, well, what would you do in this situation? 
What would I do? Sorry, what would I do if I was pushed down the stairs? Is that <laughs> yes, what you're asking? Yes, or like, what would you do if you're the head? It feels a bit weird for you to. Sorry, are you asking me to tell you what the school should do? Well, you, we're just in a bit of a conundrum at the moment because Theo is a very popular student, and we don't want to make this a bigger problem than it needs to be. But obviously, he needs to be disciplined. So maybe at home you could discipline him, and then at school we can just sort of like, you know, give him a couple of weeks off and pretend he's been suspended. Okay, so for what I'm gathering from this is what you'd like me to do is you'd like me to administer the punishment for what happened at school and you're going to give him a holiday? Well, yeah, I mean, don't call it a holiday. That can only stay between the two of us. Um, even say to your wife that he's been suspended. But yeah, it will be like a yeah, two weeks off. We, it won't go on his uh, graduation what, what, forms. Sorry, can I just stop this a sec? What are we trying to prove here? This, we're going to go to the bit where you're going to shout at Theo. Why don't we just get to that? <laughs> okay. Why have we got to do the whole phone call? Okay, Theo. Why can't you just go? Theo comes home, he's pushed the teacher down the stairs. What are you going to well, say? I to want him to get some background. Right, okay, now Theo comes home. <laughs> you all right, Dad? Well, not really, mate, to be honest with you. What, what made you push a teacher down the stairs? Oh, he's such an idiot. <laughs> well, he said that about me this morning. So, what happened? Why? You... He was, he, he walked past and uh, he sort of was just like giving me some weird looks. Like what? He just looked down his nose at me. And I was like, I'm not having that, because my mates were saying that he looked, looked down his nose at me. So I just gave him a little gentle shove. And then he over it. Theo, you can't push a teacher. Oh, why not? Why not? Why not? Why do you think? I don't well, know. It's physical violence, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's stupid of me. Maybe I just want to be seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are we in a remake of Saved by the Bell? Why is Theo behaving like that? Actually, what, what he just said there was weirder than the pushing the teacher down the stairs thing for me, in terms of out of character things. So that, but you did, there was a little shout there. There's a little. There's no shout. Yeah, it was like, Theo, you can't do that. So yeah. it, that's your limit. That's your highest. Yeah. But I mean, I'll try and talk him around. Yeah. It's quite nice, actually, your, your parenting. You, mm. You're a good dad, actually, I can see it. Like, the way that sort of that interaction happened. Like, in every sort of variable, you were, you know... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Dad-wise, yeah. 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 I actually think that some people will learn a bit from that. Yeah. What I would say to you is, yeah. uh, as an audition for Educating Tom or whatever it is we were pitching, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Right, should we do some emails? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, thanks once again to the Swan. Oh, is she back on the case? She is, yeah. Okay. Oh, God, I've got the worst acid reflux. This is a very long one. Okay, okay. So maybe we need to... Okay, dear, what this is from The Quiet German Shepherd. Uh, and they say, Dear Wolf and Al, I'd like to start by saying how much I genuinely enjoy listening to the two of you. Not only because your podcast is the highlight of my podcast week, but more importantly, it's something my son and I both listen to and we have a good laugh together. By the way, he's 17 and was the one who introduced me to you lovely lads. This email is twofold. Number one, I'm turning 40 next month and while I don't mind getting old, I'm a little uncertain about what life is going to be like. I'm married to my gorgeous wife. I'm punching, by the way. Um, and my kids are 17 and 15, so they aren't little kids anymore, which means they have their own lives and, I don't, seem, and don't seem to want to spend time with us parents. So I'm finding myself looking ahead to having a bit more free time. Here's my dilemma. <laughs> this is taking a left turn. I really want a motorbike, 
But I don't have many friends uh, and I don't want to impose on others who I know have bikes who already do their own thing. Should I just go for it and hope that it works out as it's quite a commitment of time and money or put the time and money into something else? Just for clarity, I'm not complaining about having no mates. My wife and kids are awesome and they're all I've ever needed. Um, this is part two. Okay. Do you want to tackle it? Do you want me to do let's, let's tackle this bit and then we'll come back to part two. Okay, go on. Two parted letter. Yeah. Like two, two bits of advice are after. Okay, so firstly, I'd say with this, I think go for the motorbike. I think it's actually, I was talking about something this the other day with someone about uh, my latest obsession, which is golf. Um, <clears throat> and um, I was actually uh, gigging with Sean Walsh and. I was saying how bad I am at golf. I'd played golf that day at a tournament. I turned up and I played really, really badly. I mean, embarrassingly badly, mm. awfully. And Sean was uh, just said, like, why do you even bother? And I sort of said, I guess to sort of make friends. And he just started, uh, you know, him and me, it was me, him and John Richardson. And, and Sean and John sort of started laughing. And we had a bit of a joke about it. And then Sean was, you know, really though to make friends. And I was like, yeah, kind of like, I, I don't drink as much as I did. I sort of I've hit forty. I've moved to a new area. I don't have that. You've hit forty-four years ago. Yeah. 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 All forty-four. Um, I had. I don't have. And and the the friends that I'd sort of had in my earlier life in, are in a different place than I am now. In like sort of how they, you know, how what the things that they want to do, and the, you know, a lot of them are sort of living like they're still in their twenties, and like, that's not my vibe. So, I guess I sort of now I'm like, oh, actually, yeah. Like how how else can I do have a hobby? And I'm coming like this guy is with his motorbike. I was coming into it with nothing and not really knowing anyone. Now I've got a number of golf buddies, and my I think my thing is with him is just actually number one. I think make sure you spend enough time with your with your wife and make sure the two of you have now enjoy that time together as a couple. But I think for you on your own. I think find something number one you can just enjoy doing on your own. I, don't, I think like trying to attach this idea that you're going to make your best friends from it. Like with golf, genuinely, I can go to a driving range on my own or play around on my own. And I actually find that quite enjoyable. But actually, the friends that have sort of I've met subsequently is is great. So I think actually just finding something like you can go out on the bike on your own and have some you time and actually sort of start enjoying that a little bit. And I think from that, if you, if you make it enough of a hobby and you make it something that you enjoy, I think that. You'll, you'll gradually start to build sort of friendships from that. So, um, yeah, that would be my advice. Great advice, Tom. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm sort of slightly disappointed that you've um, started making golf friends. How does that work, the social around golf? Well, you just turn up, you play golf, you, you chat for four hours when you're going around, you have great conversations, you, you, you get a reading of a human being when you're playing golf with them, what makes them tick. Um, and then, uh, yeah, afterwards you might have a couple of beers or a bacon sandwich. Did you ever watch the sequel to The Matrix? I never even saw the first Matrix. You've never watched The Matrix? Okay, fine. I was about to, I mean, who cares? But um, in the second Matrix, he walks up to somebody yeah. and he he says, we've got a fight or something. He says, yeah. why? And he says, you, you don't really know someone. You don't really truly know someone until you fight them. Right. When you said that thing about golf, that kind of reminded me of that. Oh, wow. I'll take that credit. Who, which character says that? I can't remember. But I remember thinking it was one of the worst bits of dialogue I'd ever heard. It sort of feels like a Lawrence Fishburne line he carried It wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. It was like some new character he met. Anyway. <laughs> what? What? Well, no, it's not like Keanu Reeves or Lawrence Fishburne. It's one of the eggheads. It's a conversation between Keanu. There were no eggheads in <laughs> Matrix. Matrix? The Matrix. Um, anyway, I don't, what's the social around motorbikes? What happens? Mate, are you joking? Like, they have an amazing social life. 
like you get like you get obviously the top level of sort of biking clubs, but they the amount of times. So biking clubs, but as soon as you get a motorbike, can you just rock up to a biking club? I think you just yeah, you can. I think you get your confidence if you've ever seen Greece too. You get your confidence so you can do a couple of tricks and sort of like skid up and stuff, uh, and get a cool jacket. And then I think basically a lot of them I see are always lurking around, you know, like those burger stalls that you see in Laybys. And then you just turn up on, like, on a Sunday morning on your bike and everyone goes, oh, who's this new face? And you sort of go up and go, just a burger and a cup of tea, please. And then sort of... I can't... I just, <laughs> first of all, let me just stop you there. I, I, just assuming that what, what you all said, what you said there was all accurate. Right. What... Just imagine what it would be like to see like this biker gang or group, whatever, <laughs> club... And then you pull up at the same round and go, oh, God. I mean, I can't... The anxiety I would have about doing that. Well, you wouldn't just... I'd get off the bike, I'd take a deep, big, deep breath and yeah. say, you're a competent rider, you know, you enjoy biking, let's meet some like-minded friends. So, and so, someone would hopefully, when you get up to there and you're, you're waiting, you're like, oh, brown sauce, please, on that. Someone would go, um, hey, cool bike. And you go, yeah, I've just got her, actually. I think if somebody says cool bike... <laughs> That's a red flag for me. Wait a bike if you if you brought a bike and you want to be like right, well, okay, you're whizzing about in your supercar, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you like pull into a lay by other like minded people. I don't know, actually at McDonald's, isn't it? Usually like people with cool cars hanging around outside, right? So you get out of your car, you're like, yo, how you doing? You're right? You're like you press a button, your doors close, and someone goes, Sure, wow, bro, cool set of wheels. You take that as like Okay, now I'm in. And you go, thanks, which one's your ride? Oh, God, this is so disgusting. <laughs> it's making me feel sick. <laughs> I'm just sick. <laughs> nice set of wheels, which one's your ride? <laughs> just... What the fuck? Are we in a 1993 <laughs> fucking computer game? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? That you have to get, get you have to learn, the, the shepherd, German Shepherd would have to learn the lingo. Right. Cool bike. Yeah. Shit. She's great, man. Um, listen, thank you, you so much. You wouldn't have said that if you saw me on the roundabout when I nearly dropped a juice. Something like that. Okay. Um, the Quiet German Shepherd, uh, while Tom chuckles to himself because he's so proud of that little riff, um, I don't know. Like, one of the things that mistakes that men in their 40s make is they like go all in on a hobby and without really knowing if this is going to be a thing that's for them. Like, like, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a motorbike. Can you rent them? I mean, like, what I mean yeah, is, like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you should do that. Like, just, like, see if you like that whole thing, man. Because, like, a lot of the time with stuff like that, you're looking at it from an outsider's point of view. You don't know all the shit that's, like, crap about it. Or you don't even know if it's, if it's definitely for you. If there was a way that you could borrow a bike or rent one or something like that and just dip your toe in, you know, pull up in a lay-by on a, on a, a hired bike and sort of yeah, do Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to tell you now, mate. You've got to be careful with that. Why? Why? If he pulls up into a lay-by, right, and he's, I'll get a burger, brown sauce on that. Hey, cool set of wheels. What's your obsession with the brown sauce dialogue? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel, figure like he's, he has brown sauce and he's okay, baking wrong. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, and then someone says... Oh, uh, it's brown sauce shepherd's turned up again. <laughs> cool set of wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's your ride, right? <laughs> and then one of the other people in the box, because it's always going to be someone who doesn't like a new face, who's threatened by him turning up. And everyone else liking his bike, and someone nudges and go, "It's rented." How do they know that? Well, they might have like a little sign or something. You know, they're like not going to make you put a sign on it, are they? <laughs> no, but when you rent a car, there's ways of knowing it's a oh, rented right, car okay. on the like number well, plate. Oh, borrow or one then. 
Yeah, well, yeah, but then he's got to find. He hasn't got any friends who. If he had a friend who had a bike, oh, yeah, he'd be halfway problem, there, wouldn't he? Yeah, that's true. You can't just go over and knock. Hello, mate. Saw you out on your bike the other day. I'm not suggesting he knocks around random doors. Well, I'm just saying that. Yeah. You know, All I'm saying is a bike is a big investment. I mean, if he buys a motorbike and then suddenly discovers he doesn't like it, what's he doing? Then? He's got I think well, it's probably worth going on holiday. So he's just away with his wife and just having a day out on a bike. It's and not it, a bad shot. Yeah. And then just seeing how he enjoys it. I've got a feeling he's going to absolutely adore it. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with doing that. I just think, just see if you're going to really like it. Um, okay, do you want to hear the second bit? Yeah. I we're going to have to wrap this up because we would have had longer, but obviously we lost 35 to 40 minutes with you going to the wrong street. Uh, this is what I'm more fussed about. My son Logan is also coming to a new Ooh, state. What a cool name. Yeah. Amazing name. He's coming to a new stage in his life. He's turning 18 soon, left school with college starting in August, and he's just passed his driving test with zero faults. So I'd love it if you could tell him how... Oh. You could tell him how much we're really proud of him and love the young man he's turning into and look forward to seeing where this new chapter in his life takes him. He truly is one of life's sweet, sweet souls. That's quite a much easier one to deal with. Tom, do you want to give Logan a big up? Yeah, Logan. Every time... Sorry. Yo, what, happened, what, what happened there? I just I got quite emotional actually because actually it was a beautiful thing that his dad's done there. Okay. Yo, Logan. Every now and again in life, you're tapped on the shoulder, not by a physical being, but sometimes just by a message that's just out there in the ether about a young man who's not just finding their way, but they're smashing through life at a rate of knots, almost like a tide that won't be held. Logan, you're incredible. Logan, you're amazing. Logan. I'd like nothing more than on your 18th birthday to sit with me, you, Romesh, and your father and take the top off a couple of pints of suds. <laughs> what, why would you take the top off a pint? Logan, <laughs> it doesn't matter what life throws at you by the yeah. sound of things. You've got this. You've owned it. Logan, I look forward to meeting you. <laughs> Um, Logan, just want to say congratulations on passing your driving test with no faults. It's quite an achievement. But remember, the learning starts now, Logan. Wow. You've not mastered the roads yet. If anything, you've only just started. Wow. So good luck. Um, just for clarity, neither Tom nor I will be meeting you unless it happens by accident. Come to a gig, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, come to a gig, but we're not going for a pint with Logan on his 18th birthday. <laughs> Mate, imagine that. That's just something, that's the story of legends. And then his dad turns up on a bike. It's, no, it's a legendary story about two 40-year-old men that get arrested <laughs> no, for inviting he, an 18-year-old boy We're just out chatting to Logan, pint. and then you hear, mm, 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 and I'll go, you are bloody kidding me. And we look out the window, his dad's there on a bike, and then you just go, fuck it, and then you just sprint out and you ride, on the back of it, around yeah. that, around about or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, quite German Shepherd. Thank you for your email. I reckon rough count. I'm just estimating seven absolute body punches from you to me on this podcast episode. <laughs> no, the, 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 I think it's, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Mm. Okay, Tom. Do you want to um, take us out of this thing? Yeah. As the sun settles on most days, it's a time not just for you to lay your head on the pillow and think of the day that has been, but you to contemplate the life and the lifeblood that you've led down 
Sometimes it's worth contemplating these hourly rather than evenly, 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 even, oh yeah, in the evening. The point is this. <laughs> Contemplation's good, but when Wentz doing it, it's quite easy to turn that into a self-repellent way of, of disliking yourself. I certainly find that sometimes I can be very hard on myself. And sometimes actually in the world where you're trying to look for someone to put a reassuring arm around you and say, hey, you're okay, you've got this. That person's not going to come if you're not saying it out loud, if you're just sitting there in the darkness thinking to yourself. And in those moments, the only friend you've got is yourself. So be the best friend to yourself you can. Put your arm around your own shoulder. And if you really need it, give a loved one a nudge and say, hey, I just need to talk. And that's what life's really about. <laughs> that's really, really beautiful. It sort of combines sort of yeah. poignancy with being completely contradictory. So thank you so much for that. Uh, JT, can you take us out with... Uh, I've been listening to the new Jay Huss album. I really like it. I know, Tom, you like Burner Boy. I love a bit of So I would, I've decided to suggest a tune that combines both those people. Nice. Uh, masculine, Jay Huss featuring Burner Boy. Oof. Guys, we will see you next time for another studio-recorded episode of The Hulf and Howl. Violator throw this class in your face Don't make me teach you no be class on a dick Cause toxic as it children Don't know any other way Toxic as it children Don't know any other way My nigga, how many times do I have to remind you that Stepped in the place, now they're climbing walls Cause my brother's first name is Bala Last name is Clava They papa lava Science matter Chuchu calaba My fist get them uncontrollable bladder Toxic as it children Don't know any other way If you have a problem, opinion, feedback or anything at all Please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com that's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.